Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Meet Us in Paris. I am Zen, and as always, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you joining us today for a journey into the quirky, bizarre, and downright strange world of laws around the globe. And with me as my co-guide is Tanya. Hey, Tanya. Hello there. Yep, that's me. I'm Tanya, your co-host and fellow explorer. Together, we're going to going to jet set to a few worldwide destinations and unravel the mysteries behind some strange laws and historical, cultural, or just plain peculiar origins. Um, things like how in San Francisco it um, it is illegal to pile manure from horses. What? Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can't, I can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And so we collected these from around the internet and they are cited a ton of times. But the funny part is obviously the internet. Um, everything is uh, always doubt what you see on the internet is what according to George Washington is what I saw. Um, <laughs> so these could be urban legend or they could be real <laughs> laws. We're going to play a game and we'll let you make the decision. Um, it's going to be fun. But in the meantime, before we start up, before we continue in our journey, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor who makes this podcast possible. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with more legal quirkiness. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Welcome back. So my first one, so we're going to assign these a score, I think. Okay. How about that, yeah. Tanya? Okay. okay so, yes. I love legal quirkiness. That's really good. Okay. I like that. Legal okay, quirkiness. Go. Okay. So the first <laughs> one, I want to I want to hear what you think the chances of this being real. All right. Okay. Number one, in Singapore, it's illegal to chew gum without a prescription. What's your thoughts on that one? Uh, I'm thinking that's like 75% not true. 75% bullhickey. Not true. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, or it's some old, I don't know. I, I That's hard to imagine, but what did you find out? Okay. All right. Here's the answer. <laughs> so I love that. If you've known, if you're familiar with Singapore, Singapore has some very, very strict laws. So to start out with, the sale of chewing gum in Singapore has been illegal since 1992. Really? Yes. And it's it's because people were actually apparently my understanding is people were throwing it on the sidewalk. Um, it was you know stuck on elevator buns, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But what had actually made it pass over to um becoming law was my understanding is they had created a new subway system, um, a train system. And vandals were sticking chewing gum in the door sensors so they wouldn't close. And then the trains could take off. So um, wow. it was a bunch of bunch of vandals, kids or whatever, just causing trouble. And so they made chewing gum illegal. 
And then anyone who had chewing gum, all the stores were allowed to sell it out. And people actually started going to other countries to pick up chewing gum and bring it back. But there was no black market or gray market. I was going to say black market of chewing gum. (laughs) Yeah. But for the most part, most people, they just stopped chewing gum. And it's so it is pretty much true i understand it's kind of like marijuana in the united states if you have enough for your own personal consumption it won't be a problem but if you have so much you could sell it that's a problem that's hilarious yeah 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 but so here's the interesting part there's a company called wrigley and wrigley jr company and you might know them as wrigley's chewing gum yeah, I do. And they tried to figure out how to get chewing gum into Singapore again because it's a market they could be making money. Of course. So they found, they came up with this thing that there is some health benefits to certain gums for your teeth. And is some. That- like where the where the like prescription part comes in? Yes. So uh-huh. this calcium lactate can strengthen tooth enamel. So I'm assuming it's kind of like fluoride or something like that. So they made it so the sale of this newly categorized gum was allowed to be sold by a dentist or a pharmacist, and they must keep a record of the names of the buyers. Well, it's I, like, yeah, it is like the um, like the cannabis world yeah. here, sort of, right? How interesting. Yes, and this only started in 2004. So, Singapore, it's illegal to chew gum without a prescription. I'll call that, now that I've told you the story and the research, I'm going to call it mostly true i mean it's it's mostly true i mean it is it is i hear you it's illegal to (laughs) chew gum without prescription i mean i guess they had the you could have a little bit but um i think that it's a little bit stretched but yeah we'll we'll call it true yeah and um like as a tourist i wonder who how many people get in trouble actually i think they said that tourists are allowed to bring in a small quantity for their own personal consumption that is hilarious so all right well okay okay my next one is the one that i was telling you about the in san francisco it is illegal to pile horse maneuver <sighs> More than six feet high on the street corner. What do you think? <laughs> okay. Okay. It, that is. <laughs> I loved it. I okay. thought it was. First of all, San Francisco has been around for a long time. And that is such a specific law that yeah. I'm going to call it. I, I, I'm going to call it 90% chance of being true. I mean, 10% bull doo doo and 90% chance <laughs> of being true. Yeah. Um. Well. Because it is such, it's been a long, or a long, around for such a long time, um, let me tell you. So it, it's funny because um, in, in, um, the, in the late 1800s, there was the, hor- the Great Horse Manure Crisis. And it's because, you know, most of the people, everyone was, that's the main mode of transportation. And, 
you know, there was now there's going there was a lot of pollution and kind of that's for health reasons they did this law. And um they had 150,000 horses in the city on a typical side street. That's a lot of horses and that's a lot of manure. So, you know, they had to to kind of curtail it. Some people even paid their like storekeepers to clean up the pedestrian crossing areas. Can you imagine? Like oh. visualize all that. I mean, like imagine if it rained or snowed. <gasps> I mean, okay. that's gotta be, you know. So, and it wasn't just you know here in in um in the United States, there was a crisis kind of all over. But what kind of made it, and so that's the reason for the law, um, which is what's what I find interesting is still in the books, right? Because that was a long time ago. Um, when the cars and electric streets started to appear. You know, they quickly changed everything up. Um, and, you know, nonetheless, it's still on the books. Yeah, there, there, I think there's, there's a term for them, like dead laws or something like that. Okay. That yeah. There's a bunch of laws that still exist that are still out there, but no one actually uses them. And then also, they don't apply to anything current, so they don't bother to take the time to remove them from the book. Right, yeah, because that would take, so that's probably one of them, because what's the point? No one's really, and six feet on a corner. I thought that was great. Anyway, it made me chuckle. Um, I like history, so that's fun. I, I wonder if you did go to the corner and do that, what would happen? I'm gonna, no. I would only do it to five foot 11. Exactly. Very good. Oh, you're much smarter. Okay, yeah. Wait, was it was six feet, right? Six feet, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't reach six feet. I'm not that hot <laughs> tall, so that would be really hard for me to do. Get a long, get a long shovel. Get a long shovel. Okay. Anyway, that was fun. What's yours? Okay, my next one. <laughs> it is in Thailand. It is illegal to step on the country's currency, which features an image of the king. Oh, I'm gonna say that's like, I'm gonna say 99% true because I can I can see that. Just don't know how they're gonna know I stepped on it. Okay, tell me. So I'm gonna say it is mostly true, in or it is in some ways. So the if you look at Thai currency, um, the Thai currency has pictures of the king, and in Thailand there is a law called a less majest law. And essentially what that means is it's a law that pervert, prohibits verbal, verbal, physical, or written acts that are disrespectful behavior towards a king or any member of the royal family. So in other words, you're not allowed to go against the royal family. And because the money in Thailand has a portrait of the king or a, a someone, a royal member who's since passed, it extends to the handling uh, of the currency so so it here's the thing is so it may be illegal in thailand so the reason why i say it Maybe. may be illegal is uh -huh. if there is a dollar bill or coin on the street and you're not paying attention and you step on the coin or the bill for that matter mm -hmm. and your intention is not to insult the monarchy then it's not illegal 
uh, who was an accident. Yes, because you're not intent. You're not trying to insult the yeah. monarchy. It's just yeah. I stepped on a dollar bill. I didn't know. On the yeah. other hand, if you drop a dollar bill and you grind on the face of the monarchy, saying this president, I'm sorry, this this royalty was a piece of yeah bull malarkey, then it is illegal because you are then insulting the monarchy. And that's what the law is for to yes. the respect. Okay. So, so I think it it the it's mostly true, but it all deals with intention. It deals with intention. It's just same thing. So you could take a photo of the um the monarchy and throw it on the ground. It doesn't have to be on a dollar bill. And if you stamp on it, that could be illegal because you're intending um you're insulting the monarchy. But if you right. do it accidentally, no harm, no foul. So the answer is okay. somewhat true. All right, I'm exaggerated. Yeah, my 99 went out the window fine. Well, (laughs) no, it's not wrong. It's just a. It's true depending on intent. Fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the on the intentionality. Yes, exactly. Okay, got it. All right, that was in Singapore. That was Thailand. Thailand. First one was Singapore. Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to. Let's see. The one that found was. It's got to do with animals. And in Italy, in some cities, it's illegal to feed pigeons. What do you think? Um, wow. I've seen <laughs> signs that say it's... I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go... I'm, I'm hedging my bets. So I'm going to have to go 50-50 because I've seen lots of signs all over the place that say don't feed the p- pigeons. But... Uh-huh. I've never heard of it actually going into law. Uh-huh. So I'm going to... So 50-50. Yeah, okay. it could be 50-50 chance of being real. All right. So what I found is that back in 1997... Oh, no. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that you have a date uh-huh. <laughs> means I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, some of the municipal... I can't say that, municipalities... Um, decided to prohibit the feeding of pigeons because they want to keep the surfaces clean, you know, for tourists and, you know, to keep things also healthy and and sanitized. Um, And there is a 500 (gasps) euros fine to break of breaking the rule. I would like to see if they really do get fined. So what became this, you know, let's make the city clean. um, The there's pigeon feeders that, that sell, you know, so people, the tourists will go and consume it and St. Mark's Square and they went out of business. So they had been selling these dried corn and things to tourists and that, you know, want to have the snapshots all with themselves covered with birds. And they've been selling it for a century. So they were up in arms. It became a big to do was in the newspapers and but in, in, in just that Venice, 2.5 square miles, the city estimates about 40,000 birds. That's a lot of birds. That is. And, you know, and, um, and then you have the, the animal activists, right activists who want to, like, the city was trying to, like, give them different, like, contraceptives in their food and just different things. And anyway, it became a really like huge thing um but right now um the, they're all disgruntled still to this day and people still 
feed the pigeons. Um, well, yeah. It's still a thing. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, run around giving tickets? But anyway, it was just like what sounded like a simple little remark, maybe. It was a really big thing. So, oh, how funny. That was about an animal, too. That, My that third one, like- which I'll share, is about one, too. Anyway, what? No, this sounds like a comedy. It's like you, you're like in a Venice jail and you see this murder and then you see like a tourist is like, what are you in here for? It's like, I fed a pigeon. Oh, <laughs> right? <I'm> like, add. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I liked that one. It was silly. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's something very specific. Okay. In, in Australia. Okay. So the area of Victoria. Is it illegal to change a light bulb unless you're in a licensed electrician? I'm going to be Zen and say 50-50. How's that? Okay. Oh, that's cheating. But yes, you're cheating the way <laughs> I cheated. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so here's the answer is um, it's not illegal to change a light bulb unless you're a licensed electrician. It's not. Okay. It is not. However... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love this. In 1998, the Electrical Safety Act is in Victoria and not the Victorian area. I'm talking Victoria, Australia. Victoria. Um, um, they created the Electrical Safety Act called G37 on the orders of the council, 1999. <clears throat> and they had to update the laws regarding electrical work. Yes, there was some kind of dead law floating around essentially saying that you could not change not to say that you couldn't change the light bulb but you could not do electrical work unless you were a licensed electrician and electrical work could be conceived changing a light bulb could be considered electrical work so yes and that probably came back from a hundred years ago and it may have been a hundred years ago you weren't allowed to change your light bulbs right because so, who knows how to put in a light bulb a hundred years ago it was a new technology right. yeah <laughs> exactly it, it was a new technology how many how many um australians does it take to screw in a light bulb um ah. it's one but like 15 to like oh, good job mate um no <laughs> <laughs> But but essentially, yeah. So it, it's a it is it was kind of illegal, um, it, depending on how you interpret the law. But in 1999, they actually changed the law to allow you to change a light bulb, and um, the other one. <laughs> think about this. This is electrical work too. Um, if yeah. you plug in your stereo into the wall. That's electrical mm-hmm. work. So they allowed Absolutely. you to plug things into a socket, whether it be a lamp or a television or a, a computer. The and the same thing with the light bulb. Both of them, they had to, they actually clarified you are allowed to plug stuff into the wall by yourself and you are allowed to change the light bulbs by yourself. Well, it just reminded me a long time ago, I used to do um, exhibit like trade shows. And mm-hmm. I remember being in Chicago and I could not plug anything into any of the outlets because the union had to come and do it and i remember that was so funny because we'd have to hire people to come in and plug all our things it was just not so um anyway it just just reminded me of that because it it, was electrical and only they could do it (laughs) you you know in um new jersey new jersey Still, is there the only state in the United States where it's, oh, God, I should use this one. In New Jersey, oh. it's the mo- it, it's a, uh, you is the only state in the United States 
where um you're not allowed to pump your own gas. Oh, do they have? Do they charge you still? Like, is there a service fee? It's just one price, but it was. I it's love that. Full sir, it's full service in I, New Jersey. I can't. I remember way down, way back when, and I loved it. Yeah, and it was, and they had a justification. I forget. It's like it was dangerous, and then something about it employs so many people and the whatever, whatever. Um, Oregon also just lifted their ban. It was a seventy-two-year-old ban just recently on self-service gas stations. So um, used to be, I remember as um, a, when I first started driving a long time ago um, <laughs> th- that it was full service, but then also they, lots of stations had full service and um, self-service and you could drive yeah. into the left lanes and mm-hmm. it cost something like five cents more and someone would actually yep. clean your windshield and pump your gas. That was me when when I started driving. That's when it was. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Now it's it's gone. I'd pay the five cents for. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that so was this, good, this, especially with the prices of gas right now. Anyway. Right. Okay. That was good. Okay, I have my last one, and and I don't know what happened, but it's all it's about an animal again. I don't know what. Maybe I whatever. Um. So it's in Switzerland. It's illegal to own one, just one guinea pig because they're prone to loneliness. What do you think? I think that's baloney. <laughs> 99% baloney. All right. Well, <gasps> since 2008, the country's animal protection ordinances oh, no. have prohibited owning solitary guinea pigs because they're highly social animals and they rely on companionship. It is illegal. <laughs> and so if you're, your passion lies in animal rights, you're like, that's right. One for you. Um, what if there I'm a is, single guy? Even... What yeah. if I'm a single guy? Were you finding you a need... girlfriend? I know exactly. That's what I thought. All the lonely people out there, there should be a law for that. Um, I went everywhere. Anyway, and, and there's an 182 page ordinance that's written up and it's not just on guinea pigs because there's other social animals that must be kept at least in twos like mice, gerbils, parrots, goldfish. Isn't that cool? I'm like, but that's humans too. We should be in that group. Um, uh, um, And there's like all these other, you know, protection, legal protections that make um, animals lives are like, you know, luxury. So I, I'm tempted to go really go dig in there because I bet you there's some interesting things. There's one um, article 46 that stipulates that during hot conditions, pigs in groups and weighing 25 kilograms or more must be provided with the air conditioning. We should too. That's what I think. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's not fun. I think it's fun. I'm gonna, um, my nephew, is um my husband's in-laws my my family in argentina my in-laws are all many of them are veterinarians and uh, my nephew just finished and his girlfriend owns a guinea pig so i am totally sending this to them because they're gonna think it's hilarious they probably know maybe they studied it for all i know That's anyway crazy. All right. it was cute it was a cute one and then, well, I guess then uh, we're all good to go, right? This is yeah. our Strange Laws from Around the World podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. Do you want some more? Check out our archives. And last of all, before we leave, 
We want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.